Welcome to Circuitous Conversations with Bill and Dan, episode 47 for Monday, July 25th, 2011. Yep, 47. Um, yes, I am Bill Wadman. And I am Dan Gottesman. Yes, you are. Uh, every day. Every single day. Yep. Uh, and it is now about five days since macOS 10 Lion was released. Yeah. Wait, but they, did they change it? Is it now just OS 10 Lion? Versus mm-hmm. Mac OS ten line. Uh, I don't know. That, that, I think you're right. I think they did let in, which is an interesting little distinction. Well, I think Apple has been slowly but surely, you know, moving towards that, getting rid of Macintosh. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of consolidating stuff. Um, yeah, they they just call it OS X Lion on the website. Which yeah, is, which is weird. I I just why don't they just put it, replace the X with T E N. Because that just when I don't know for some reason when the, when the Mac isn't there, that just begs for it to be mispronounced all that more. Frequently. Because it's O S right next right. to so it. Yeah. See, with like at least when it was the Mac in front of it, you'd say, "Oh, Mac OS 10." But now that it's just O S, you know, capital X. Sure. I don't know for some reason it doesn't feel like. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm just crazy. No, I I I I I could see where you're coming from. Yeah. It's uh yeah, it's a bit of a mess. There's but, some people who really get frustrated with that. Man. Have, I know have, I know a few people who have like a super pet peeve, you know, with when people say OS X. I have a pet peeve about that. Really? Yeah. You don't like when people say OS X? No, it's OS 10. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I personally don't care one way or the other. And I, I used to be a real advocate as well. It used to bother me a lot more. But now I mean, it doesn't bother me in some major way, but it but it but it's telling in how... Serious, the person takes it. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Um, what what bothers me more, and maybe this is just because I used to work there, but I I still get you know rubbed a little bit the wrong way when people say you know they're at the Mac store, or uh, or I or when someone says they have an iTouch as opposed to an iPod Touch. Yes, no, that's uh, annoying too. Those those sorts of things are a little bit more likely to rub me the wrong way. But so what have, you, have you used the Lion? I have. Uh, I. Uh, Oh, I, I I wasn't a super early adopter. I know I, it, I don't know about you, but it feels to me like this particular update to the OS. And I you know I've, obviously I've been paying attention to Mac OS 10 updates more than you have since I've been a a user for a little bit longer. Um, but it feels to me like this this particular release got a little bit more attention and had a lot more people playing with it like before it came out. Than I think that two. maybe we just listened to more people who were playing with it before it came out. There I, were well, probably more developers overall. I, I get. I mean, that that does make sense. I mean, it is getting more popular. I mean, actually, actually that that makes a lot of sense because if you think about it, if you compare the number of installed Macintoshes out in the world here in 2010, 2011 to say 2008, 2009 when uh, 10.6 came out, and then back in 2006, 2007 when 10.5 came out, um, you know that that number's smaller. Right. It's math, Dan. I know. <laughs> or if you're uh, from the United Kingdom, they say math. Maths. I, I had that argument with Craig the other day. Oh, yeah? Uh, not argument. I just said that it's kind of funny the way that it's one or the other. Anyway, um, you. I'm assuming you downloaded it. Now, did you make a backup of the file the, before you installed it? Because it I, is self-destructing. Yeah, I heard that. I did. I, I, I 
I haven't been. I haven't been paying super close attention to. I mean, it is like I said, it's been it's been getting a lot of attention. Um, so I haven't been, I haven't been keeping up with everybody's little reviews and tips and tricks and all that stuff. But I do remember seeing on multiple occasions that you know if you wanted to boot it, if you wanted to be able to make a a standalone installer without having to go through the app store, that you did have to set aside the installer app before actually running it. So yeah. I did make a copy of it and it is sitting somewhere on my hard drive. And I did, uh, you know, I, I used the app store. Uh, what I decided to do was to take advantage. I, I happen to have, uh, a, uh, an SSD and a small, a, you know, smaller sized SSD, um, sitting around and I put it into my Mac pro cause I've been meaning to do this. It's, just, it's, been, it's been a time thing. I just haven't had the time to, you know, build a new machine from scratch. But I did. So I, you know, I, first thing I did was I, uh, you know, put the, the drive in my computer. I booted it from a Mac OS 10.6 Snow Leopard installer, installed 10.6, you know, straight. And then I ran, you know, the, all of the necessary updates. I think, it, and I think that there's a, just a massive 10, 10.6 to 10.6.8. Like, you know, I think it's like 1.3 gigabytes or some preposterously huge. You know, uh, software update. It actually, I downloaded it last night. Yeah, it's a little over a gig. Yeah, uh, and I did. Yeah, you know, I wasn't obviously wasn't watching it, but the you know, so the whole thing, top to bottom, from installing ten six to putting the final touches on my ten uh, seven um, system didn't take more than two hours, I think. And I wasn't again, I wasn't like actively sitting there waiting for dialogues to finish installing and what have you. Know, I I kind of came back to it. Wait, say that again. It took you two hours to install. Well, yeah. So I would say, I mean, for, we're talking about like formatting the hard drive, booting into ten, you know, installing ten six, updating ten yeah. six, yeah. installing ten seven, updating ten seven, and then installing all of the you know apps like you know the Adobe okay. stuff and okay. iLife and Every, yeah, and, and, they get, up, and then more software and, updates. Everything up until installing the apps. Yeah, I did last night, and it took about an hour. Yeah, I, I would say I spent more time installing apps and updates than I did with the OS for sure. I. uh well, let's talk about a little bit about installation. On my laptop, I just installed it over Snow Leopard as it was because mm-hmm. I don't. That's not my main machine. Mm-hmm. I did the same with Heather's after doing a quick super duper backup of hers because hers matters more than mine because mm-hmm. uh, it's her primary box. But uh, on my desktop, my Snow Leopard install, which I had done back in March, it was fine. It was just sort of like it. It was filled with a lot of stuff that I don't use anymore. And you know what's really tough on Mac OS is that when you on Windows if you uninstall an app it knows where it put everything and then it gets rid of all of it. Yeah. Where by, on, by default, on a Mac, yeah, Apple doesn't offer many like uninstall yeah. options. So there, there's a there's lot actually, of apps where you can you trash the app but there's still 5 10 leftovers, gigs worth yeah. of crap everywhere else. No, it's true. There's actually um there's actually a handful of applications out there. I think the the most popular and most well-loved one is something called App Zapper. Uh, it's like a little ten or fifteen dollars shareware um, program that that um, that actually does that cleanup for you. Now, something I don't know if you've ever looked into this. This is a sort of a little nugget of Mac geekery. Um, but uh, are you familiar with the receipts folder? You ever ever hear no. about that? No. Nope. So if you, I, I can't. I don't know if it's in Lion, but if you're on a um, actually, I think one of the things they did in Lion is they they hide the library folder now too, don't they? I think I remember reading that somewhere. Um, let's just pretend, let, let, you know, let's assume you haven't updated the Lion and you're. I see your, a receipts folder. Where? Uh, it is. 
Uh, oh, no, it's not where I thought it was. Somewhere in the library down inside of something else. But. Yeah, well, if you go to your, not your user library, but if you go to the top-level library folder of your hard drive, there is there should be a receipts folder. I, I'm looking on my, my yep, 10, I got 10, 6 machine. And you'll notice there's a bunch of stuff in there. And uh, a receipt is essentially a little, uh, like a kind of a, a list of all of the files that a given PKG or MPKG installer, which a lot, you know, basically anything that uses the Apple installer architecture as opposed to, you know, a third-party installer uh, or, or a drag-and-drop install, um, will we'll leave this behind. And it's kind of nice um, because you can, you know, it, it's literally a, a directory of what files it put and where it put them. Um, and that's actually tied to uh, the repair permissions feature in disk utility when you gotcha. go to when you go to hit that repair permissions button it actually refers to this receipts folder uh and compares um in addition to the you know the, the the contents you know the files and their locations it also makes a note of the proper permissions that those files are supposed to have i actually had to do that last night oh, uh, there, which there was go. actually a pain in the neck so hmm. you it's surprising that nothing uses this that there isn't a built-in system to use this to do one installs yeah you'd think that like maybe like they would make it so that there's like a contextual menu or a right click, you yeah. know, uninstall, and then it would, yeah. you know, be smart enough to run the actual app. Go here and get rid and, of a lot of. Well, it would run the installer and then refer the receipt and then reverse engineer it and remove everything. Yeah. It's so well. So anyway, so that's hard. that's annoying. So I I installed Lion last night uh, yesterday on my Hackintosh. Oh right, right. That's right. your when you say your desktop. That's what you mean, right? Yeah, the one so, I'm recording on right now. So. I'm I'm sort of surprised at that man because it's I mean I, I know that the you know the 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 nerds who, who the Hackintosh nerds who develop that stuff have obviously been working on it with the, the oh, developer yeah. builds and within stuff like an that, hour so. of it being released last Wednesday or whatever it is there were directions on how to install it nice and would you say uh, it's changed at all in any way like better or worse from the way 10-6? to install uh, yeah. yeah has changed a lot actually oh, yeah. um, so it used to be that you uh, you would boot with this. I'm going by this Tony Mac guy's system of doing it, which is the best way that I've found. Uh-huh. Uh, you boot with this thing called iBoot, which basically sort of uh, puts an EFI, fake EFI layer in there. Uh-huh. So, And then you you boot to this like little prompt. You swap in the regular, say, Snow Leopard disk, and you load and install straight from there, and it works just like it would normally would, unless there's little hiccups and things, but mostly it just sort of installs. You reboot using that same CD to sort of get to your hard drive the first mm-hmm. time. And once you get into Mac OS, you run this app that sort of replaces the bootloader and drivers and all that kind of stuff uh, called multi-boot, I think it's called, or multi-something or other. Uh, hmm. And it works fine. Worked great. So I'm not... Uh, so, so you're saying once you got... Your Hackintosh booting into ten six. Yes, you were able to. You you logged into the App Store. No, right? you don't log into the App Store. You you back in the day or or oh to install Lion. Yeah. Okay, I wasn't getting the Lion yet. So that's uh, that's how it that's how it worked with Snow. Oh, Leopard. I see what you're saying. Gotcha, gotcha. With Lion now, uh-huh. uh huh. Because of the whole way it works on the hard drive, so you 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 go into the App Store, you download it. And you run the first part of it, which is sort of the let's just set things up so that when I reboot, I can start doing stuff. Well, how do you how do you do that? Well, you just you you run the install OS 10 Lion, uh-huh. uh, but then when it reboots, it reboots back into Snow Leopard, and you run this app. You have to create another partition on your boot drive, an eight gig partition, as the installer, and then you run this app. They 
they gave you they give you called XMove, mm-hmm. which moves all the installation files over to this other partition. You reboot again into that partition and you use that to install it back on your main partition, overwriting Snow Leopard. Hmm. So, but at this point, you'd have to put aside. You're you're using the um, the set aside Lion installer that you downloaded from the App Store. Yeah, well, it it sort of does all that automatically. This XMove thing knows where things are and puts it in the right spot or something. Cool. Uh, yeah. So it 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 theoretically would work fine. So yesterday I did this because uh-huh. I was like, you know what, Sunday I got a few hours to kill. People say that it's working fine. Why don't I just give it a shot? Now okay. I had done a super duper backup, so I could always go back, which I may end up doing. But mm-hmm. um, so. <laughs> so I install, I get it, I do all that, and I get into the installer partition, and I'm running the OS X Lion install, and in the directions on this guy's site, he says, you know, install it over a Snow Leopard thing or on any empty partition. So I was like, oh, perfect. I'll just wipe the partition, my Snow Leopard one, <laughs> oh, and do oops. a nice clean install. When it could which, have been better just to just have done it right over the Snow Leopard one. Right. Yeah. So, uh... I did do it. I wiped it and I installed it and it worked fine. But then when it rebooted, it was, it had no, it like apparently wipes out the boot sector. Now, the main reason that this is a real problem is that the iBoot CD, which is the thing you use to boot the old installer, doesn't work with Lion. So once I did that, I had absolutely no way of getting into the boot sector. Huh. You know, to 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 fix it. Yeah, because it. you you killed the you you killed the only other place that you could boot from. Exactly. Yeah. So, but the, these instructions said that I could you know wipe you know start from a clean drive. So I figured I could start from a clean drive by wiping the drive and starting from a clean drive. Mm. But apparently that doesn't work. So in the end, I had to wipe the drive again, reinstall Snow Leopard, reinstall ten six eight. Oh. And then install Lion, which is what I did last night. And I had to leave because I had to go to dinner while it was installing Lion. But when I got back, it was back up to the desktop, which was fine. Uh, and I've been working with it a little bit, but there's a few problems that I have that I have yet to figure out. One of which is it won't let me log into the App Store. Does it give you some sort of an error? It gives me an error. It says, let's see what it says here. Uh, it basically says your your computer or device cannot be verified now oh. no 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 it's it's not nearly as yeah what does it say your device or computer could not be verified contact support for assistance oh so now, you just you just called apple up and they helps you right out right yeah exactly uh well apparently it has something to do with the uh the not the driver for the um ethernet but some kind of weird p list somewhere that has some item that has something to do with you know some EFI number that has to be correct. Anyway, somehow it got screwed up. I think part of it was that when I installed OS 10.6, I didn't actually install the network driver back in 10.6. Mm. So that when I upgraded and then I installed the network driver, something got kerfuffled. It's possible. I mean, it wouldn't shock me. Right. So anyway, yeah. the, the way to fix it is this like, you know, 47 step long thing in terminal to fix it. And I'm like, I don't, you know, (laughs) so the problem is, is that there's a lot of apps like the stupid Twitter app that you have to get through the app store. Yeah. So it's kind of like, okay, now I got to, so I got to figure this out. So there's that, which is the main big hiccup. And secondly, it takes a long time to load, to boot Mm. like three times longer than it used to. Well, if the network interface isn't happy, then Maybe it's hiccuping th- there. That would totally make sense. It's, it's, I've always been fascinated at how 
uh, how many things are so dependent on the network, you know, like from, for example, um, from a, from a unique, you know, like, I, I mean, there's some, like for, from a software, uh, standpoint, how, I mean, there's so many programs out there that use, uh, the network interfaces, Mac address yeah. as, as a unique identifier. So like when you're serializing or registering a, you know, an application, it, that's what it looks at. Cause that, you know, that's one of the few known unique things that I could sort of lock yeah. onto. Um, and then, and then there's other stuff like, on the by the system. way, the Mac address of a network card has nothing to do with Macintosh. Really? You don't say. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, some people might think Mac address has That's something true. to do with Apple. It has nothing to do with Apple. Do you know what uh, Mac address, the Mac S- stands, stands for? for? I do not, actually. Do you? Yeah. It's uh, Media Access Control. There you go. I but they're, they are uh, unique to each and every network adapter. You want to talk, to, you want to talk about pet peeves, man. One of my uh, biggest pet peeves is when people uh, capitalize the word mac when they're referring to macintoshes um you know like you'll get an email from some guy saying oh man i need some help with my mac you know my mac is, is crashing my capital mac is crashing and i need help with it right um that should be re- reserved for the mac address for in your opinion well, well that's yeah i mean not to get off on a tangent here but yeah when, when you capitalize something uh it's either an acronym Right, so it's yep. you know it's an acronym that stands wrong, or you're you're emphasizing something, you're saying it loudly, right? Um, it's it's not an abbreviation. You know, Mac is technically in a you know when you refer to Mac computer, it's an abbreviation of Macintosh. Although I don't think I've seen the word Macintosh appear on a on a you know on Apple's website or anywhere in in years. They should bring that back. I like that. I like it too. It's a nice sounding word. Um, but anyway, anyway, uh, the other thing I was going to say is that uh, more so, you know, more and more over the over the past years as OS X has evolved, um, having like a, a very happy uh, network connection or relationship to the network, I should say, uh, is is that much more important to the the smoothness of your computer's operation? Like things like Apple uh, Mail, Mail and Safari are both super finicky about the 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 status of the connection um uh to the point where they can get really flaky and unresponsive and, and crashy even, and even if you bring back the network connection sometimes you have to stop and or quit yeah. and restart the app yeah it's real it's a real problem okay um, which which gets us into some of the things of lion that i do or do not like okay uh first of all the trackpad stuff you and i disagree uh-huh what what's uh, for those who don't know the default is now uh, that scrolling up and down, uh, if you want to push, if you want to scroll down the page, you push up on the trackpad to push the page up like you would if you were touching the screen of an iPad. Or, or if you, if you want to make an analogy, I think it makes more sense if you, if you had a piece of paper yes. on, on a desk. So yes. if you had the paper on the desk and you wanted the paper to move up, you would grab the thing and you would push it up. Yes, that is, that is the new way of thinking. Now there are a number of I have a couple problems with this. Mm-hmm. One, I find that pushing with two fingers on a surface that has friction mm-hmm. is much more awkward than pulling. You have much less control than pulling them towards you. Well, I, I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you, but... Because but you're scrolling down pages all day long, and I slowly sort of scroll while I'm reading sometimes. And to but do you, that while I'm pushing up is, is so you're saying much more awkward. So you're saying you scroll down yes. more, more than you scroll up? Yes. Okay. I think most people do. I guess. 
you're starting from the top and you're reading downward. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, um, I, I just, I, so I, I mean, I think it makes more sense from the point of view of what makes more sense if you're comparing this to the real world and yeah, okay, it's it's more in line with what you're doing on your phone now. But the thing is, is that those arguments are kind of silly in that who is using a smartphone that hasn't been using a computer for the last 20 years or, know, or some, some 15 people. years? What well, I'm just saying that like, I think it's crazy that we're going... It, it, we've been doing it this way for 10 or 15 years now and right. you're changing it. So it's more in line with what like new users. It just, it just seems like a weird default to do. I, I hear you. It is, it is interesting that they've t- taken such a, that's, I mean, it's, I mean, have it as an option, but I don't know that that should be the first default. And I was in the Apple store the other day and uh-huh. some guys talk, selling some girl, some, you know, one of the 11 inch airs or whatever it is. And he goes, yeah, you know, the scrolling, yeah, it's, you'll notice that it's backwards from where it was. You'll get used to it. He doesn't say you could change it if you don't like it. Mm-hmm. He just said, "No, that's the way it is." You know, and it was just kind of, <laughs> "Oh, it drove me nuts." It really so, got me. So here's a here's one of the my my favorite ways of looking at that. So um, another, and this actually ties into another thing that they've changed from a user interface standpoint. There's more scrolling stuff that I have to talk about too. So right. Well, don't well, go too far off. I'm talking about scrolling stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, in particular, um, the the way the scroll bars appear. Yes. Uh, just just real quickly, I'm sure a bunch of our listeners are familiar with what we're talking about here, but from a from a Apple standpoint, um, the nomenclature, the words they use to to specifically designate the parts of a scroll bar, um, the little the middle part, you know, the, the actual you know lozenge looking thing that kind of glides up and down as you as you scroll. That thing is technically called a thumb. Are you getting all Gruber on me right now? I'm just saying. I mean, I've known about this for a really long time because if, I you know. Back in Mac OS 9, I don't know if you remember, OS 9 introduced... Oh, yeah, how would you know? You weren't an OS 9 user. I used you know OS 9. All right, well, anyway, back in OS 9, they introduced this option where you can have the scroll bar arrows... Because technically bottom. you can... Well, you can either have them at the top and the bottom, or at both of them at the top, and I think... Or both of them at the bottom. Yeah. Which, I remember that making a... a you know that make, made a big impression on me for some reason. Yeah. Um, now there's no arrows at all. Yeah. So that's interesting. Uh, I don't know and, if I agree with that either because there are some people who like to go over there and just click and just have their yeah. finger on the mouse button. And I like and it. I, I always got a kick out of like the fact where you click the button once and that's like one line and then you can actually mouse up a little bit and click in the the, the little area that that the thumb travels in is called the alley. Uh, you can click in the alley and then get one screen's worth of a scroll, yeah. which I've always liked, like a page up or a page down move. Yeah. Um, and then you can grab the actual thumb itself and, and scrub it, you know, up and down if you want to. So, um, if you're look now again, I'm looking here at at a computer running macOS 10.6 using the old style stuff, and I it's you know it's my MacBook Pro with a with a trackpad, and by default, um, if you use two fingers on a on a window with more than you know one or two screens worth of stuff in it, and you s- scrub your fingers up and down on the on the on the trackpad, that that does the scrolling thing that we're talking about here. So what's interesting is if you look at the thumb of the of the page as you do your scrolling you'll notice the thumb moves with your fingers using the old-fashioned way so yes. so if you think about it so in the old-fashioned way it's it's more of an analog to you grabbing the thumb and dragging it that's exactly whereas, what it is whereas the new way is a flip-flop mm-hmm. um and i that's that's why it makes it seems to make a little bit more sense to me it's like we're since apple has d- deliberately chosen they've decided look we're we're not going to even show you the scroll bars. I'm going to, you can always turn it back on. I disagree since, with that too. So, well, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> so, so they, they've, since they're turning the scroll bars off, 
that's in my opinion that's why it makes sense that they flip-flopped the the behavior because now you're not you're not even seeing that you know so you're not even touching i I understand what they're i understand why they did it like what their philosophical reasons were Uh uh-huh you just don't agree and they're they're fine and they're sound except for the fact that like you're changing something that people have been doing for years now for no reason other than oh no this way we think is better it's like well has anybody ever people say well yeah now you're doing it the same on your ipad and your mac it's like yeah I've been moving between an iPhone and a Mac for three years now. Have I had a, have you ever had a problem where you didn't scroll the right way? No. Mm. So it's just, it seems like it, it's an art, it's an arbitrary change that I don't know. It just, there's something about it. That's very, it rubs uh, you the wrong way. I guess. Yeah. There's like this autocratic thing. It's like, yeah. the, it's like the worst kind of like, no, this is the way it is. Cause we're Apple and we F- know you. better. Right. Yeah, no, of course. And and I, Apple, I don't, Apple unfortunately has a, has a history of doing those sorts of things every now and, and then. And you know what? As as the Mac becomes more popular, they're going to have a harder time doing that because there's going to be more people who are not. Upset. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, they're going to end up being like Microsoft where it's like, well, we can't change that because there's 400 million people who like it this way, you know? Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, the scrolling thing is annoying. I, I wanted to bring up that uh, Heather's got one of those black MacBooks mm-hmm. and I installed it on hers and... Uh, her her trackpad doesn't do gestures, but it does do scrolling. So you can't sure. do more than the two finger, but the two finger works. Right. Um, and what's what's really obnoxious about it was that in the new mouse control panel for my MacBook, for instance, there's a way to turn this off and to go back the other way. Uh, on hers, it it's not in the control panel. Like hmm. the old the old they never replaced the old updated the old uh, trackpad control panel the one that comes up on her computer because apparently no one ever tested it with that. So there's no way to flip it except to plug in a USB mouse, which then allows the mouse control panel to work where you could go in there and turn it off. And then when you unplug the mouse, it now switches it for the trackpad too, which is just a really weird quirky thing that apparently no one thought of. Yeah. Um, It's interesting. I mean, it makes sense in a way because technically speaking, the the actual hardware is different. Um, yeah. The trackpad, because if you think about it, uh, your your MacBook, and just so everyone's on the same page here, we're talking about you have that weird little freak MacBook, which was the first gen aluminum unibody 13 inch yes. MacBook without a FireWire port that was still aluminum but called a MacBook, right. and then eventually quickly got replaced with the MacBook, MacBook Pro, Pro 13. 13 inch exactly yeah the only real so, difference is the firewire port from what i can tell pretty much yeah but that but one of the one of the new features of the uh unibody series of computers was the abandonment or the removal of the button uh, the trackpad button exactly so that had that new buttonless trackpad which is a completely different piece of hardware yep. than the older style um now i'll be curious i actually have an old pre unibody macbook pro as well, I'm. I'm. I, at some point, I'm sure I'll install a line on it. But I'm wondering if that'll suffer from the same. It probably problem. will. Yeah. It's, it's a weird. It was a weird little quirk. And uh, you know, the other thing I don't like is that they changed a bunch of the gestures. Yeah. Like what? Uh, like it. Like on my old one, four fingers down was like the, expose. Like dashboard or exp- no, expose. I think. And yeah. now and four one, fingers up is expose. 
Uh, well, no, or is now whatever the hell it's called now. Well, they, they didn't change. The, they didn't change the gesture. They might have just, just because they flipped the the act, you know, the up and down thing, the whole axis. You know what I'm saying? Because they've x, they flipped the x y. Okay, but but um, that that shouldn't I, change the you know I yeah, I don't know that I hear what you're saying. I just feel like if I mean I think there's a bunch of others too. I mean because they keep adding all these gestures and they keep slightly changing. No, now you use four fingers to do this and not. Use two fingers to yeah. slide left and right within Launchpad. Yeah, but you use four fingers to slide left and right if you're on your desktop jumping between full screen apps. Or, it's just, you know, it's, yeah, it's too much. It's, for it's me. like you can't. You have to keep some consistency because people learn these things and you get muscle memory. You can't just keep changing them every five minutes, you know, because you guys feel like it. That's true. Well, um, I think I mean just just to play devil's advocate, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you, but just to give you a potential insight on. Uh, on on why or you know why that's okay they're still in their infancy and they're still no, building no, this up no. here's the thing so another you know old school issue that some folks have with apple hardware design is the the lack of the the second mouse button right so that you know it's a famous you know sure famous argument and apple's long time you know long-standing answer to that you know why don't you have two mouse buttons uh because you know with, when there's only one button there's no wrong button you know you you, you know there's only one button to push, so you can't push the wrong one. Um, but at the same time, Apple has accommodated their more advanced users uh, with the ability to, to enable the the right click. And I, yeah, I mean, if now I the right druthers, click is turned on all the time. No, not by default. You 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 take a brand new Macintosh, you do a and brand you, a fresh and install, and you double click and you like two finger click. It brings up the context menu. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Oh, I'm okay. talking about an actual like if you have a magic mouse. You know, a, a mouse oh, that has oh, yes, yeah, okay, you know, that on, has, on an actual you know, mouse, has two yeah. actual buttons, yeah, or or yeah. even a regular old non-Apple two-button yeah. mouse. The default, anyway, at least in ten six, I haven't haven't spent enough time with um, ten seven to know this or not. But the default behavior in the past has always been for that right click, for that secondary click to be turned off. Um, and it's not that Apple's trying to you know play tricks on you or anything like that. They're just saying, look, look, we're 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 going to cater to the new. You know the new user, the person who might not be as familiar with all this stuff, and and, and this and this is my this is also my sort of explanation for why uh, features like um, expose and uh, what's the other one, um, you know, launchpad. All, I guess yeah, launchpad and and you know mission control and all these alternatives to you know managing your Windows and applications have evolved. Um, at the end of the day, it. As long as they didn't break the way I do it, which is you know using the application switcher and the keyboard, yeah, uh, I don't really care. You know, it doesn't affect me. Yeah, um, and I think I think that's Apple knows that. No, you know, they, they know that they know that there are people out there who know how to do it and who've been doing it for years and years, and as you say, have this muscle memory. But they also know that they are experiencing. Think about it, dude. They've been they've been selling more and more computers every quarter for like years now. I mean, sure. it is they're seriously you know skyrocketing i mean they're just they're selling more and more so by default if they keep selling more and more stuff there's that many more new people and you know there's a guaranteed freshness of of never have used a macintosh before folks uh out there who they're they're trying to make the experience as easy and as innovative and as cool as possible yes you know what i'm saying so that's however i I don't okay that's that's fine and Mm -hmm. and i just i just don't like when they're changing things that i don't know I don't necessarily think that the scrolling thing is actually more natural for anyone who's ever used a computer before. 
Okay. Because everyone's been doing it this way for years now, including all these Mac users, and now you just turn it over for no apparent reason. It's like, yeah, have that that as the secondary option if somebody wants to try it out, but don't make that the default coming out of the box. That would, if my mother was using a laptop and that's the first, you know, and she had used one the other way and she got a new MacBook Air and it was doing that and she didn't know that she could go turn it off, that would Mm -hmm. completely flip her. Like, she'd be like, I don't understand, Mm -hmm. you know? It's very confusing. Anyway. Curious, actually. Speaking of moms, uh, so. Should, maybe we should. I don't know if it's too early to segue into this, but uh, in addition to macOS 10, uh, Apple also released some new hardware products. Well, I, I have a few more OS things. Okay, you, and then we'll get to hardware. Sure. Okay. Uh, Mission Control is the new expose, correct? I think so. Okay, I'm I'm fine with that one. But the other thing is Launchpad. Yeah, that seems like a waste of time to me. They, they're both a waste of time to me, if you ask me. Like, well, I use expose sometimes because okay. uh, I actually on the laptop I do the four finger thing and I'll like jump between apps that way sometimes if I don't want to do the if I don't have my finger on the keyboard. Okay. Uh, my problem with it is that like a big giant grid of icons, really? <laughs> like nowadays? I, I don't know, dude. I don't know. It just. That seems crazy to me. to me. And 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 the and the way to get it on the the gesture to get it is. Uh, three fingers plus thumb pinch. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, it is. Oh man, I, yeah, I don't, I don't have line installed Two on a machine. Two giant pages of 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 apps. I don't even have that many apps on my thing, and it's two pages <laughs> full of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Well, I think times. one of them isn't one page the Apple stuff, and then the other page is the non-Apple stuff. Maybe it's nine uh, by six. So huh. it's it's fifty-four. Is that what that is that what that adds nine, up to be? Nine yeah, times six is fifty-four. Fifty-six. Oh God! I just screwed up my multiplication tables, um, but I just think that like you know that's oh yeah. And how about getting rid of all the color in the left hand thing in Finder? Yeah, well, stupid. Not, not only Absolutely the Finder, stupid. Just, just everywhere. Apple has definitely gone. You know monochrome. what? I liked that my Dropbox icon in the left hand side of a Finder window was blue because then I would notice it really easily. Yeah. Well, and why would you take that out? I don't know. And then there's also. I mean, I'm sure Apple's getting a boatload of. Um, no, seriously, doesn't that does no, that I, I'm hard to find stuff? I'm agreeing with you. In, in fact, there's a there's a there's a whole um, what's it called? A whole conti- uh, community of of people who have uh, varying degrees of color blindness um, who take issue with stuff like this as well. And it's just interesting. It's like you know, I understand the arguments for and against color, but you know, going monochrome. I mean, that's yeah. Or that have a like, have a, a a radio button in the settings. You know, monochrome icons in yeah. Finder or whatever. I'll, it is. I'll, I'll admit this when. Uh, when I first, you know, some of the first one of my very first impressions when when you know just playing around in the OS for the first time, um, it really felt like I was sitting at someone's computer who had um, in the old days of Mac OS nine again. Uh, there's an application called Kaleidoscope, okay. um, and then there's another one. I think it's the closest thing to it now is called Candy Bar, and these are basically system Skin, extensions apps, right? that would essentially let you change the appearance of the operating system exactly. Um, and you know, in, in the past from one iteration of the OS to the next, it didn't feel like it was a skin it, it, as much as it felt like an evolution, but this, this feels like they've, they, they like it, it skipped a step somewhere and it feels like, uh, it's like, I, this feels this like a did, step backwards to me. Well, yeah. In that I particular mean, case, I, I do. It feels a little bit smoother and tighter just in general. And I like that. I like the sort of tightness, yep. but the fact that it, they 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 monochromized it 
um, feels a little weird to me. And and I don't like. I mean, I, I I'm sure you could change it, but the default having the whole favorites thing up top, like. Uh, on my laptop, I think it is like to get to devices over on the left hand side of of a like a save as window or whatever it is. They're actually mm. off the bottom of the screen to get to my drives. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. I, again, I I'm which you know. Here's the thing, and this yeah. this goes back to the whole auto saving thing that they've added in this. Yeah, that's a little weird too. Like and opening versions. Safari and having having it be like right where you left it. Is oh oh, not, and that too. Yeah, the auto yeah. resume thing too. Yeah. Um. The, but the auto saving files and then it does versions of things and all this yeah. kind of stuff and a lot more apps are sort of they don't really let you, by default they don't sort of let you decide where to put things you know because yeah. they want to well, just take care of yourself I understand it's much easier for yeah. regular people yeah. but all this kind of stuff is really frustrating when you're the kind of person who likes to put no I need to put these images over here because I only have 20 gigs left on my SSD right. and you keep trying to put these one gigabyte GarageBand files <laughs> in my documents folder. You know what right. I mean? That kind of stuff. I hear, um, I hear you. And and it just seems I don't know. I think they. It's going to take a lot. Of, it's going to take a lot of tweaking to get it so that I can actually use it the way I used my old one. You know. Yeah. No, I, I hear you, man. Um, and I've I've been in that boat. You know, I've, I've 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 I used to be the guy who, you know, spent almost as much time, if not more, you know customizing the the OS to get it the way to look and feel the way I wanted to than I did, you know, installing it and setting up yeah. in the first place. Well, you know what it is for me, I, I'm not writing text documents. I'm not writing anything that I want it to be saving automatically every three minutes or whatever. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, my things are, you know, 500 megs and the gigabyte. Like I, I'm not auto saving 12 versions of that file. Um, on top of the fact that Adobe hasn't, you know, instantiated that in their stuff yet anyway. Um, but you know, for me, I honestly don't know if there's anything in here that actually makes any difference to me. Like maybe if I got a magic trackpad and then Mm -hmm. use gestures a lot, Mm -hmm. uh, and then apparently if you have multiple screens and you use full screen apps, it turns off the second screen. What? Yep. Wow. It basically just shuts it down. And then apparently you also can't use eSATA drives. Oh, because the drivers aren't native yet? That makes yeah. Sense. That makes sense. Uh, but just, you know, there's lots of like weird things that I, almost everyone I know who's installed it, who's like kind of a serious user, uh-huh. has played with it and been like, yeah, I did this and X happened. Or, you know, they've they've well, all had yeah. some sort of fairly major problem. What's well, new, dude? I mean, that makes sense. Yeah perfect sense but it's just brand new yeah but they've had tens of thousands of people beta testing it it just seems like there are half there have to be at least a million developers in the developer program i suppose nowadays you know there's so many people uh i don't know it just it it feels a little half-baked to me or rather the features that they added are not the kinds of things that would impact me as a user yeah um which is fine. Look, it not just, everything's yeah, about I think, me. I just it's like it's it's not exciting to me really. No, I, th- I think what I think what's interesting is 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 that uh, it, you know it's sort sort of sending a message about where Apple's priorities yeah uh, are are bending, and it's know? not to people like us. No, well, it makes sense. I mean, we're the we're a super minority, man. I mean, yeah. we're a total. But, it's, but it is kind of funny in that people like you are the people who kept Apple alive for so many years. Now they're kind of like, well, thanks for that. Nah, not yeah. really, dude. I mean, I mean, if you mean people like me, like who w- would sell them, you know, from a tech standpoint. No, people-, you, people like you who are like the serious Mac users were the people who were sticking with them all through the '90s. 
You well, know. that was because they were the best tools for the job. You know, yeah. I mean, that's we needed to do. If that was the work that you wanted to do, this, these are the tools that you needed to do that work. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, but anyway, the, I, th- I think what's happening now is it's, it's, it's becoming clear. I mean, and this, some people, it's just interesting how, I mean, if we're talking about Apple, a lot of, you know, a- Apple has had a really tremendous couple of years yeah. and a lot of things have changed. Um, but some of the things, some of the things that, and at least to, to, so I, I've been, so I've been paying attention to Apple for a long time now. Um, and some of the some of these things that people are sort of just discovering now or seem to seem to be just discovering are not really new like the 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 concept that apple um i mean a lot of people forget that apple's a hardware company you know apple yep. makes the bulk of their money selling boxes that's that's what they do um and ultimately all of the stuff the os the applications the accessories all, all that that stuff is all sort sort of geared towards selling boxes Yep. Uh, that's that's how they do it, and it, you know, and so what they do, it, 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 I don't know. To me, anyway, it makes a, it makes a lot of sense. If you look at the history, you look at look at the track record of what products they're making, how they're selling, who they're selling it to, what kind of quantities they're selling. Um, you know, they're 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 be, they're behaving really consistently. I think you know they're following they're following the lead that that their that their customers are are showing them, and you yeah. know, and at the same time, another interesting thing that Apple has always sort of. Um, that has been a prominent behavior is, is this, this sort of innovation, you know, I mean, I hate to th- hate to use that stupid yeah, word, but, but then there's but the th- point at which it's innovation for innovation's sake. Well, that's just it. Apple, Apple does not like, they've never liked, um, holding, you know, holding still. Like they're always trying to, trying to change stuff. And some might argue it's like changing things for the sake of changing things. And I, yeah. and I, I can't argue with that. I mean, I, th- there's, there's some questionable choices, but at the same time, uh, if I had to choose between being stuck with the same thing over and over again versus getting a new thing every once in a while and, and maybe every one every tenth time that new thing kind of sucks, I would still lean towards the, the new thing every once in a while personally I, I I like the I like the change I think change um change is important and and yeah sometimes change sucks yeah but but you know I, I think that the ratio is more than one out of ten for this thing okay. For me, I mean, for the way I use a computer, I there's nothing in here that actually really changes my world. I mean, ultimately, I'm going to have to move up to it just from a security standpoint and all that crap. Sure. No, and, I, and when I said one out of ten, I'm not talking about like the features within Mac OS 10. I'm talking right. about Mac OS 10 itself. Okay. So like, let's look at the last ten things that Apple's released. Sure. Products, including Mac OS 10. Um, you know, every once in a while, you'll run into a, a a dud or something that you know might not have gone over as well as they wanted. Yeah. I mean, I, it's like I, I I understand where they're going, but where they're going, I don't know if it's where I want it to go. You know? Okay, you're you're uh, in, you're entitled to feel that way. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's an interesting thing. Yeah. I guess I guess we'll see going forward. Um, so hardware, they yeah. replaced the MacBook Air with ones with i5s and uh, yeah. and theoretically and cheaper or. Bi- the 13 inch starts with a 128 uh ssd and four gigs so the low end 13 inch seems like the winner as far as like overall bang yeah. for your buck it, it, i mean i think they just knocked it out of the park with this thing man uh, yeah no that's think, a nice I machine think, i think the thunderbolt thing really is setting the well assuming there the are thunderboard uh, thunderbolt stuff that is actually fairly reasonably priced well eventually It'll get there, man. Um, I, I was just looking at. Um, so yeah, what I was going to say before about my mom. I um, my mom has been rocking 
the old first gen white, you know, MacBook, the you know, the Core Duo one. You know, mm-hmm. it's like already Jesus, almost like five years old. And um, you know, she she always she didn't really complain too much, but one of one of her sort of long standing gripes about that machine is just that it's heavy. I mean and you know, you and I are like, whatever, yeah. dude, it's six pounds, five pounds, you yeah. know, man up. But at the same time, if you compare that to a MacBook Air, sure. it's literally half the weight. And it's yep. like, okay, well, that's a pretty significant difference. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, I, it, my mom doesn't like to part with her money unless it's absolutely necessary. And I'm like, look, mom, your computer is, is ancient. It's acting up. You need, you know, all, you, you're, you know, these problems that are happening are all going to go away with newer versions of this and that. Um, and so we finally bit the bullet and we, uh, we, we ordered her uh, a new MacBook Air. Did she get it yet? Um, I don't think so. She got the, we ordered her a new hard drive to go with it for time machine and that arrived. But, uh, I have a feeling we'll probably see it either today or tomorrow. Now, why don't you just go down the store and pick one up? Uh, cause I wanted to get, uh, one of the custom options. I can't remember what it was. I think we wanted the largest hard drive, but we didn't want to go with the I seven. And I think, wait, you got a 256 gig SSD in it. I think so. That's a lot of money extra. It's like $300 extra to double the size of that. I don't remember. Uh, okay. Anyway, um, I, I can't remember. Long story short, we, we just, I just want, you know, we, we, she didn't want to get the, the fastest thing and she wanted the, the most space available. And, and unfortunately it's not like it doesn't use the name, you know, the normal two and a half inch, um, sized hard drive. So you're right. really kind of stuck with whatever Apple offers you as far as yeah. hard drives are concerned. There so are after OWC does aftermarket ones, but it's not, it's not that much cheaper. No, no, no. In fact, it's almost as expensive. Yeah, yeah. It's so, uh, the problem is that SSDs that size are hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Yeah. So I figured, you know what? She, my, you know, my my take on this is is just like anything else. It's like when you're considering the purchase of a computer, you got to sort of remove yourself from the the actual cost of the thing for a second and just remind yourself that hey, this this is a tool that is going to enable me to do these things that are of certain value to me. And I will be able to do that uh, for X number of years. But, you yeah. know, if, if you're talking like a, about a computer that you're going to, if she actually keeps this for four years or five yeah. years, so then like the, spending the, fifteen, eight hundred, eighteen hundred dollars is not that crazy. It, it, exactly, and that's and then that's how I broke it down. And and th- I mean that that's how I, that's how I used to sell computers to people when I was a sales guy. I mean that that's I mean that's how I, that's how it works, man. It's like look, you have to you have to look at this thing as as a, as a three year purchase, not as a one time, you know appliance purchase. I mean, this yeah. thing is going to, you know, it's going to do a whole bunch of cool stuff for you for the next couple of years. And if you ask yourself what, what that experience and what that value is, is worth, you know, on an annual basis, it's, you know, a couple hundred bucks a year is, is, you know, not that, not that big of a yeah, deal. A dollar a day. <laughs> Just exactly. like Sally Struthers. A cup of coffee. Yeah. Exactly. Um, um, so yeah, so I, I, we picked that thing up and uh, I'm pretty psyched to see what, uh, it what looks, it like. looks really hot. I think what we're going to do is sell Heather's black book. Uh huh. Get a few hundred dollars for that, hopefully, uh-huh. and then uh, put that drive into my MacBook. Give her my MacBook, my unibody, uh, and then use the difference to buy an Air for me. Hmm. Uh, the problem I have with it is I can't decide between the 11 and the 13. The, yeah. the 13, a little bit faster, uh, much higher res screen. But yeah. it's physically, it's not that much heavier, but it is physically bigger, you know? Yeah, sure. And what I would use it for is, you know, having it next to me or whatever. But when we travel, both like on a plane or just taking pictures and I want to dump them on a laptop and then take a look at them or upload something. Mm-hmm. And 
the the height of the 11 inch because the 11 inch is actually 16 by 9 mm-hmm. versus the 13 which is 16 by 10 mm-hmm. and the vertical resolution on the 11 inch is like 760 or 768 or something mm. uh where mine right now is 800 mm-hmm. and it feels a little cramped when i'm working like in lightroom on something now mm-hmm. so it's basically the only reason i um hesitant about getting the 11 inches about vertical distance on the screen vertical room on the screen sure uh so that kind of leans me towards the 13 but the 13 is a lot larger you know like throwing it in a bag yeah it's, it's wider good, it's and like yeah 15 percent bigger yeah so it's just i keep going back and forth between the two and i can't really decide but i guess i'm leaning towards the the low end 13 inch because four gigs of ram and 128 gig drive is perfectly fine yeah. Um, what what I want to know, like right now on my laptop, and granted the the battery's almost three years old. Oh, um, yeah. Is, I mean, the battery doesn't last that long. It's probably you know two or three hours, you know. But uh-huh. if I take an eight gig card, dump two hundred pictures into Lightroom, and let it build previews of those, yeah, my battery's almost dead. Like, just well, choose through it. Oh, well, that's because it's a CPU-intensive task. And I understand. Like so the, I'm just yeah. trying to decide if, if it's going to be that... Is the same thing going to happen on an Air? I, you know, the I don't battery's think so. supposed to last a long time, but it lasts a long time when you're browsing web pages. Is it, well, bra- is it last a long time if you're chewing on the on the CPU? I think it's it's relative. Yeah. Um, the biggest the biggest thing to, to be aware of is that, for one thing, the the well, for one thing, Apple's battery technology has definitely seen some pretty significant improvements over the past three or four years. Yeah, no, it's, so so you they're know, supposed just, to get seven hours on those things. Well, and that's there's a there's two things happening. First of all, like I said, the actual chemistry, the mechanics, if you will, yep. uh, of of the battery technology has improved. You know, yep. so like even if they took, um, you know, let, let's say, and, and the second thing is is the size of the, f- the actual amount of battery use, you know, usable battery um, stuff, if you will, the ma- yep. you know, the, the actual mass, the volume of the volume battery, of the, battery. the yeah. volume exactly. So so let's say just for argument's sake, um, you took the uh, now, now I would guess, uh, you know, we'd have to bust these things apart and get a scale or something to, to, to measure this accurately. But let's just imagine for a second, the guts of the back uh, of the battery in the MacBook, you know, in, in Heather's, you know, black MacBook versus the battery uh, that, that is in one of these MacBooks. And now, as we know, Apple has, def- has made this, have, they've drawn the line of this, you know, and there's no more replaceable modular batteries. The batteries are all internal components. And I think personally that that makes a lot of sense because most people didn't ever remove their batteries anyway. And by freeing up the need for the whole enclosure system, you know, from the, the hole in the, the computer where the battery goes to the, the case that the battery go, you know, the battery cells go into, you know, that's, that's a good 15, 20% space savings right there. Right. And they could make the battery just about any weird shape that they want. So it'll fit really nice and snugly inside the case, giving it that much more efficiency. So, you, you know, you're getting a lot more. I, I bang, would like to point out that the, the, the battery in the MacBook 13 inch MacBook air is 50 watt hour. Uh huh. The one in my current MacBook is 45 watt hour. Okay. So it's actually a bigger battery in the 13 inch MacBook air than there is in my MacBook unibody. I believe that. Yeah. So that, um, that goes along with what you're but saying. The, but your, does the, does that matter that your MacBook though, your little aluminum one has a removable battery. It, it does, yeah, which is why I was able to crack it open and check. Right. So now my, my, my point is now now that Apple has, has departed from that practice and all of the batteries are internal, yep. uh, you know, the same space that they used for that the cavity and the enclosure for the battery yeah, is now used by all battery. Yep. And, you know, and that's great. So 
So anyway, long story short, I would I would put money on on uh, you know taking the guts out of that MacBook battery and 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 you know weighing it against the same mass of the new battery technology and it it would be better. Yeah. I would bet. Yeah, well, I I, much the new battery the new battery technology is better, and there's probably about the equivalent amount of space, so you get a little bit more. Yeah, so juice for your buck. Yeah, exactly. I just um, you know I just look at the 11 inch and it's just so cute and sexy. Yeah, man, I and would, that's what kind of bothers me. Is that like, I would probably do that if I were on that. I would probably lean towards the 11 inch just because I like things that are small. I do too. I'm just thinking like if I actually want to use it to work, the the 13 inch having 1440 by 900 is pretty sweet. Well, on you a know, a little what, tiny laptop what, like that. What could be cool, man? What could be really interesting? Um, and there's there's people who do this. Um, although for you, it probably wouldn't make a lot of sense. Is is uh, using a secondary display? Uh, you can right. even well, I'm not even, going. I'm, this is for travel, so I'm not. No, going to, I, well, here's yeah. the thing, dude. How about this? There's there are definitely I know there are uh, some pretty neat solutions out there for uh, for iPad. And if you have an iPad, uh, you can actually install some software on the iPad and on your Mac to use your iPad as a secondary display to give sure. you more desktop space. But see, um, I'm see to me the yeah. MacBook Air is like an iPad Pro. I hear you. Yeah, and I I, I would probably go that route too. Uh, um, it's because it, I mean, look, well, we did a whole thing. I you know you helped me get an iPad and I used it for a week cause I needed to do stuff. And then I was like, you know what? This does not fit in my world. Yeah. Uh, my, I, I bought my sister's iPad not too long ago. And honestly, I, I, it's grown on me. I, it's basically turned into a gaming machine for me for sure. the most part, which, you know, which is whatever. I mean, I, 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 one of my old favorite stories is about my iPhone is how it basically, you know, removed, I used to carry around a little man purse because I had, you know, my, my cell phone, my iPod, my, my, you know, point and shoot camera and my Nintendo DS, you know, my yeah. little game, game system. Um, and you know, just cause that was like, I liked having those things around. I like to be able to take pictures and I like to listen to music and I like to play games on the train and whatever. And now all four of those things got mashed into one single device, which is my iPhone. And granted, you know, all of those individual devices had their strengths, but for me, the convenience of having it all in one is, is really, is really yeah. kind of nice. I'm not going to, yeah, it's, it's, and it, but you know, what's interesting about all this is that there's the, there's the new display, right? That's With, got oh, the, uh, the, the Thunderbolt display. Yeah. So there's yeah. a new 27 inch display, that one Thunderbolt awesome. cable and a MagSafe cable coming out of it. But on the yeah. back of it, it's got gigabit ethernet and USB yeah. and firewire. Now, yeah. did the old display have firewire or just USB? Um, just USB, right? think so so basically if you use this with a thunderbolt compatible system you could basically have like a little docking station with a- one cable exactly okay. yeah in fact no it, it definitely had usb and then the usb was passed through because there was an additional usb cable that plugged into the mac the, a usb port on the mac okay yeah. so here's here's the thing people have been bitching for years about uh them not having a mac just like sort of a, a, a middle of the road desktop that didn't have an integrated monitor uh-huh. You know, like something below the Mac Pro, but more separated than the iMac. The new Mac Mini, yeah, it's awesome. If 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 they get storage, Thunderbolt storage right, which hopefully they will. Like somebody, you know, people start making things you could punch drives into that cost less than twelve hundred dollars or whatever the hell the, the right thing the costs promise now. array yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. So if you start getting things that are a Drobo that works at speeds of well, not made by drobo because those are never fast but <laughs> uh, a drobo like product that plugs into thunderbolt for yeah. 500 bucks yeah then the the little mac mini 
uh-huh. becomes the sort of the headless machine that everyone was looking for. I mean, it was it was anemic yeah. before, but now with the i5s, it's pretty fast. I'm telling you, it's it's a slick little machine, man. Yeah. I like uh, it. So it's it's an interesting thing. I just wish that it cost a little less. Like, I would yeah. get one if it cost a little less. Of course uh, you would. Uh, just because, you know, what are they? They they start at five ninety nine. Yeah, they start know. at five ninety nine. Like, the ones people, that you want are like 800 bucks. People are always going to bitch about Apple's prices and Apple's margins, and that's just the, that's just the way it goes. Well, what, what, I, what, what I bitch about it is is that, yes, okay, supply and demand, people will pay it, so, like, we'll do it. But, like, if they lowered all of their prices 10%, so many more people would be, would be able to afford it, and they'd still be making gobs of money, you know? Hey, look. They're I'm, still thinking like a boutique people. I don't know, man. They're, remember what we said before? It seems greedy to me. Apple's a business. I know, but their business is selling boxes. And if somebody wants to spend X amount of dollars to buy it, there's no reason to. I completely agree, except for the fact that a lot of the people who are Apple fans talk about it as if they're actually invested emotionally and not invested monetarily. Well, you know, know, like the the people who cheer when Apple, you know, announces some new thing and it's like, wait, you're cheering (laughs) for that? It's true. You know, well, uh, what's interesting now is that it's that much harder to become a. uh, 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 a shareholder. Um, Apple stock, as we speak right now, is at three ninety four. Yeah, it is it is soon to become the highest market capitalization of any co- company in the world, which I think is absolutely absurd. It's crazy. It's amazing. A, it's a minority computer company. I know. How it's could insane. it possibly be? You know, I don't know. I guess they're doing something right. <laughs> I, I think that that is crazy overvaluation. Yeah. Uh, well, I think what what will be interesting. I was talking to my dad about this. And uh, the real the real trick, the next big trick, if you're asking me, is to figure out when uh, when Steve Jobs is going to officially sort of leave the company, because that's the next major stock event. And sell then, yeah, or buy well, right mean, after. It, well, whatever. I think that's if you look at Apple's stock history on a timeline over you know over the past ten years, there have been some you know ups and downs. Sure, and you can probably correlate them to different events that have happened, you know, in the, uh, in the history's company, company's history. Um, but I think the next big one that's coming is going to be tied directly to Mr. Steve jobs. Oh, and, of course. Yeah. And oh, by the way, the other thing in the MacBook air, they, they <laughs> left the, uh, the eyesight camera is the low res one where on the MacBook pros, they updated into this HD thing, like a high res one. When you, say, you mean the 13-inch Air versus the 11-inch Air? No, both of the new Airs have the low-res EyeSight camera, not or FaceTime camera, whatever they call it now. Uh-huh. Not the new one, which is high-res, which I'm surprised. Huh. Well, maybe, maybe it took Couldn't some fit more, it in there or something, some, yeah. Some more space or something like that. But uh, it just, it's kind of like, I, I kind of wanted to upgrade my camera, so hmm. it's, I'm a little disappointed that that was kind of like, I saw the new ones and I was like, oh, that was so nice. I can't wait till they put that in the new one and the, they... I'm just psyched. I mean, there's some nice... The other things I think that are really slick is that there's a USB port on each side, which is kind of cool. Do people actually use the SD card slot? Uh, Yeah. I know a few people who do. I guess people who have smaller cameras that have SD cards. And then I I use my... I have a little USB SD card reader um, plugged into a hub, and I just just leave it plugged in there. Um, Mostly for my... I have a a digital audio recorder that I use for recording. Oh, right. Your little stuff like that. Your little thing, yeah. Yeah, and you know SD is fine for that, you know. Um, so yeah, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff you can use it for. 
Yeah. So basically, none of this stuff really changes your and I's world the way we use computers. No. Um, I'm, I mean, it doesn't affect that my life's going to get a little easier with my mom after after okay. she settles into her new machine. That'd That's be interesting. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but as far as me personally, uh, I, like I said, I, I have two primary computers that I that I do stuff with. You know, my, my portable, my, my MacBook Pro, and my and my desktop, my Mac Pro. And um, I I only installed Lion on the the desktop on a second hard drive. Uh, just, just so I was, you know, I could see what all the fuss was about. Um, yeah. um not, now I'm not saying I'm going to, you know, reboot into my other 10, six build and continue working. I, I will make a wholehearted effort and, and try to, to work in, in lion, um, for projects and stuff like that. But, you know, it's more of an experiment. I mean, I'll, I will happily go back to 10, 10, six isn't broken for me. You know, I'm, I'm fine with 10, six. Yeah. So, I think, you know, you know, we were talking before this, I do have that clone of my 10, six install. Mm-hmm. And I may just clone back to it. I mean, this is fine, except that well, it's, it's fun. You're you're trying out a new toy. That app store thing is actually a problem. Mm-hmm. But uh, I gotta figure that out. Pain in the neck. Yeah, you know. Well, that's what you get. You know that. You know, they say that uh, the price to play, uh, the price to pay for being on the cutting, cutting edge, edge is a little bit of blood. Yeah. Sometimes you get a little cut. Yeah, what is it? I saw a thing once, and they had uh, uh, Kermit the Frog was on some show, some like you know, daytime talk show kind of thing years ago, and uh-huh. they were introducing some new character who was some crazy guy, and and Kermit the Frog made a joke. He's like, he's like, yeah, he's so close to the cutting edge. We did, we're worried about putting him on our insurance policy. <laughs> and I was like, all right, there's there's, read- a, there's a joke for the parents in the audience. <laughs> I, I, somebody forwarded me an article about the Muppets. Uh, and how, uh, I guess it was in relation, you know, there's a new Muppet movie coming up Yep. and, uh, they're saying how unfortunately it's, it's, it's sad. I mean, this is, you know, this is no, this isn't rocket science here. I think it's safe to say everybody knows that once Jim Henson died, the, the sort of spirit of the Muppets kind of went with him and 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 it's not, it's not a simple, you know, cut and dry matter of the fact that, oh yeah, the guy who did the voice, you know, was replaced. It's more than that because there's a certain kind of wry sense of humor, sure. kind of like a darker, more just sort of a twisted sort of sense of humor that, that he brought to those characters and that, that whole scene that is now gone. And, you know, even though a lot of the same people are, are still involved, it's just not the same. No, I agree. Yeah. Sad. But uh, hopefully maybe the movie will be cute. I don't know. We'll see. I like the Muppets. They're all right. Uh, okay. Well, I think we've uh, covered all this junk. Yeah, we, we've we've put enough time in. <laughs> um, we oh, have a okay. new website. One, la- one last thing before we do that. What do uh-huh. you think about the linen use everywhere? Linen? What are you talking about? The linen background. You know the stuff that they... Oh, that, ah, whatever. It's cute. Oh, and, and then people always bitch and moan about how the iCal is kind of like, okay, I don't need it to be a ripoff desktop calendar anymore. It's an app and a computer. Oh, right. So right. if I if I open it up further down, show me more weeks. Don't like make all the things bigger <laughs> vertically. You know, right? Yeah. <laughs> like like it's a computer. It's not a piece of paper. That's the yeah, whole point of being know. able to use it They're on a computer. Fun. They're just doing their thing. Whatever. There's actually some really nice alternatives to iCal. Yes, there out are. There, like Google is... Calendar in a browser. <laughs> I wouldn't call that uh, the most cosmetically, uh, you know, 
pretty alternative. No, but it is definitely an actual wise. usable alternative. Yeah, Google Calendars, man, it's I, I, it's well, it's nice. I think Google, a lot of Google's apps have come. The a Gmail, really long Google way. Calendar, Documents. It's like I don't know why anybody would bother with anything else unless they had to. Well, you know, they've come a long way, but they're they're ugly. I mean, I'm not going to give you, you know, I'm not going to agree with you wholeheartedly. I mean, I, there are certain things that are more for me anyway. I mean, I I still t- kind of prefer an app. Based. You still like mail. I I mean, versus using a web browser? Yeah. Of course. I mean, come on, dude. Yeah. See, I just the ability to have like a little search box up top and instantly search all of my mail like right there. Mail does that too, dude. I know, but it's just like, it's weird. And having actual threaded things that are actually threaded correctly, not mail like on my iPhone too. that the threaded gets all screwy. Well, we're not talking about iPhone mail. We're talking about Apple mail on the desktop and yeah. it's not as bad as you think. I'm not saying it's perfect. There's definitely issues. In fact, and one of my biggest pet peeves with mail is it's it's actual, the way it interacts with Gmail. But yeah. I, I, I've heard good things about, that's actually, that might be one of the things I, uh, I will for. be excited about. Yeah, because I've heard that the, the 10.7 version of mail is uh is a lot better more well behaved i don't know i when i gave we'll when i got rid of outlook i and thunderbird and outlook express and whatever the hell else i was like you know what web-based mail for me uh anyway i don't web-based twitter though so you know i understand what you're saying yeah okay yes we have a new website you want to get into that sure uh we do have a new website it is at circuitous.tv and it is basic. We're basically treating it as the uh, as the as the home of this of this podcast. www.circuitous.tv. Um, and we have uh, a little Twitter account. We've actually, if you want to, uh, we we'll save it for next time. But we we do uh, we do like your your feedback and questions um, on the old Twitter. Yeah. Uh, C i r c c o n v circconv is our Twitter account. We should also, I noticed you replied to that one. We should probably use a little thingy to, to, to denote who's making right the reply. Good point. Like a, like a B or a D. I will put a B or a D in the name. There you go. I'm going to start speaking as you. Well, we both have access to the account, so it's a shared account. Uh, and uh, what else did I want to say? Any other administrivia? I guess not. Thanks for listening, folks. We yeah, appreciate absolutely. it. And uh, uh, we look forward to hearing from you. We do indeed. All right, till next week. Let's get a guest. Yeah, next week we'll have a guest. All right, we're out of here. Bye.